You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. 0614104107 and you can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Sampia. So today we hear from Professor Deborah Roberts who is one of the four people nominated to chair the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. If elected next month, Roberts will become the first female chair and the first woman from Africa to hold this prestigious United Nations position. Professor Roberts now joining us on the line. Professor Roberts, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So was Professor Roberts headhunted? Did Professor Roberts apply for the job how did the nomination come about good afternoon <laughs> good afternoon, Alton. Good afternoon. Alton. I can guarantee I wasn't poached my, my insight was skewed but it's not poached no my, 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 my nomination came to the South African cabinet uh, mm. who decided I think to step forward and, and offer leadership in science related to climate change coming from, from Africa given the vulnerability of our continent yeah. to climate change. Yeah, And what does this nomination mean for you, Prof? As you've already said as well, um, if we look at the impact of climate change that is especially having on developing countries. Well, I think it sends an important signal about the knowledge that places like Africa generate. And we generate information that's increasingly globally relevant. But also we draw attention to the fact that you can't deal with climate change outside of dealing with really pressing development and economic needs. So I think Africa offers a vision of climate change science that allows us to integrate an understanding of climate change, but also with those on-the-ground needs. We've got to be able to pull those two things together. And getting everybody around the table, and when I was reading this, I was thinking about the so, so, so the discussion that we normally have around the United Nations Security Council is um, how it needs to change and how it has to have a permanent representative uh, from from the African continent, considering that most of the conflicts are actually happening on the African continent. Um, but with this particular one, also a case where um, Africa seems to be most affected possibly because of how difficult it is for people who are poor, that once a, a, a once the ripple effect of climate change has hit them, how difficult it is for them to rebuild. And we've seen that case being in Durban and KZN as well. Absolutely. So I'm, I must say firsthand that the, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is very different to the situation. Yes, yeah, no, totally, yeah. <laughs> Because we, we produce material that governments can use, evidence that they can use in the yeah, development. But it's a space of influence, right? Absolutely. And that's why it's important to have that science at, at the table. There's a lot of work being done in the science community looking at precisely the problem you're identifying, how the people least responsible for the problem, in fact, are experiencing the greatest impact. And the question is, how do we then begin to put in place a response that means we take those people along with us. I mean, it's very hard to talk to someone about a gas like carbon dioxide that they can either see nor smell mm. uh, while they've got real problems each day putting food on the table. And what we're saying is we've got to draw those things together. We've got to think about a new economy, a green economy that moves away from fossil fuels, but also an economy that draws the poor and vulnerable and allows them to build their resilience, you know, the provision of basic services, good quality housing, reliable water. Uh, reliable power from low-carbon sources. This needs to be part of the overall package mm-hmm. in terms of the climate change response. D- does the does the uh, the IPCC also look into how how do you influence uh, policy positions, um, but also how do you then ensure that agreements that countries have signed up to are actually being adhered to? 
So we don't do any of that. Mm. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change is made up of 195 governments. The scientists produce an assessment of the scientific literature and indicate the kind of response options those governments can use. We don't recommend which they use, and we don't follow up and make judgments about the responses of countries to climate change. So we remain neutral from the politics, and that's yeah. one of the strong points of the IPCC. So it keeps those 195 governments engaged and coming back to use the scientific evidence. So that's really important. So we don't do any validation of actions. We don't make any recommendations. Our job is to provide the evidence that informs their decision-making. Yeah, but does that also then look into the progress that certain countries have made or the lack thereof? No, that, that falls under the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. So they're currently going through something known as the global stock take. Mm-hmm. And that process was put in place in Paris in 2015 to do precisely that. There were a series of commitments, and that process is now taking stock of the extent to which governments have fulfilled those particular ambitions. Yeah. Um, then a final one is on, on climate change and making the language around climate change more accessible, because the point sometimes is that it's almost... Uh, the conversation around climate change is almost driven around as it is a Western country problem. It's not necessarily a, a Africa problem. It's not necessarily a South Africa problem. How then do we get to a point where we make the language accessible, but also um, the conversations that are had by politicians considering the influential role that they play right now, for instance, South Africa, and I know that I don't want you to give any policy position. South Africa is going into the elections next year. Political parties will have their manifestos and so forth. And in the last election, one of the things that I noted was that there is um, a lack of information around the climate change and how governments or political parties would like to respond to climate change? So I think the big challenge, and here we as scientists need to bear at least a portion of the responsibility. You're entirely correct, Aldrin. We often produce material that's really hard for the person on the street to understand. But we've made great strides in this assessment cycle. I and my team, for example, have gone through the many thousands of pages of these complex reports and pulled out those key elements that are relevant to Africa. And that's now summarized in an easy-to-read, accessible, like 44-page uh, document that you can literally put in your, your briefcase. It makes it understandable. It's in language that's useful. And we really saw the benefits of that when we were at the COP climate negotiations at the end of last year in Egypt. We saw the African delegates in their negotiation using the small, concise transcripts to inform their positions. So I think we can do a lot more on communications, bringing that message to people on the street so they understand how it impacts on their lives. And we've just got to live through the floods we had here in Durban mm. in 2022 to know that climate change is definitely Africa's problem. It's going to undermine our development aspirations and it will undermine development gains. How do you feel for next month? Kenya? Um, (laughs) Well, I'm taking the fact that the elections are on African soil as as a good omen. There's no doubt it's going to be a tight race. They're four good candidates. But I'm hoping Africa will win through. It's definitely Africa's time to lose. Uh, uh, when I was doing some research around this, I was like, oh, okay. Um, so there was the honorary doctorate that you got earlier in the year in March um, from, um, from, from, from UCT. So perhaps something else to celebrate is coming in July. All the best, all the best, Dr. Roberts there. Hope that you actually do ace it.